Coming up on Studios America, Glenn Beck joins the program to tell me about the Green New Steel. <laughs> Get it? Because it kind of sounds like deal. Yeah, that's coming up. Miss USA pageant goes full woke as it gears up for its first transgender contestant and gigantic and soulless corporate entity Procter & Gamble has boarded the train to LGBTQQIA2 plusville. So let's take a look at their definitely sincere and honest respect for that community as we do rainbow capitalism. Stu does America. Welcome to the program tonight. Welcome to the 300th episode of this stupid show. Why are you here? Why do you keep watching this stupid, stupid show? But thank you so much for doing it. We made it through 300 shows now. Uh, congratulations to me and all of my self. Uh, it's a great, great achievement by me. Uh, and also you, I guess, for sticking around. I do really appreciate it. I can't believe we've made it through 300 episodes of the show already. It does not seem possible. Starting off, you know, really right before the pandemic kicked in and have now come all the way back to like reopening. And here we are uh, 300 episodes later. Thanks so much for tuning in. It really does mean a lot. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe uh, to this uh, uh, YouTube feed or podcast or blazetv.com slash do anywhere you can. It really does help us make sure there's 300 more episodes of the show, which sounds incredibly daunting. And I don't know why I'm wishing for it. Uh, let's go uh, to uh, where we are. By the way, before we get past and go to rainbow capitalism uh, today, our theme of the monologue, let me give you this comment. This is from our YouTube uh, show yesterday. You can always comment on YouTube, and we look at these comments all the time. And this one is the 300 episode power hour coming soon. All guests come with spray painted abs. First of all, it's the only abs I could possibly have. They must be spray painted. But secondly, we just did a 250th episode power hour. I would die. I, I'm, I'm old. You know, power hours are hard work for someone in their 40s. The fact that I do them at all is an amazing achievement in my view. And uh, I do appreciate it. Well, maybe we'll do, I don't know when the next one's gonna be. I, I feel like 500 episodes. So a couple hundred more, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, they're a lot of fun, but I also wanna die for weeks afterward. Okay, let's go to um, the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. It's getting longer and longer, that acronym, but we're going to keep extending it because we, I think the plus thing is a total scam. I mean, what, well, you could just say the plus community then, right? Because then everyone's included in it. You're going through all the trouble to name the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q, the other Q, the I, the A, the two, and then you're just throwing plus at the end because like, I, like ah, I'm too lazy, I don't wanna mention those other groups. Are they not important? They are important. So LGBTQQIA2+, while it's still offensive to me, I will use as much of the acronym as I possibly can. Uh, I, what, I, what I find interesting about where we are in this uh, country, this experiment that we call America, is we are in Pride Month right now. And look, I don't, you know, do what you do. I don't care, I don't care at all. I really don't care. I, everyone can do whatever they want, as long as the other person is into it too. That's kind of where I am. I know maybe, you know, the libertarian thing has become less fashionable, maybe, on the conservative side of the aisle, but I'm still pretty much there. I, I'm a very much a libertarian-leaning conservative, so I really don't care what anyone does. What I find to be irritating, however, is how corporations jump on these bandwagons and just 
so transparently try to take advantage of what's going on. Okay, well, now it's Pride Month. Now is the month we're supposed to care. Now we're going to put flags on our YouTube page and our Instagram page, rainbow flags behind our, our little logo, so you know that we care and we're, we're with you. I don't, I just want you out of my space. I want you out of there. I got to imagine everyone in the LGBTQQIA2 plus community feels the same way. Stop it. You're a freaking like the NFL. Well, football is lesbian. Is there any lesbian who's like, you know what? God, thank God they finally said it. Football is lesbian. Is there anyone who takes any pleasure out of this stuff happening? This is a, a commercial that is now coming out from Procter and Gamble. Okay, the giant corporate monolith. By the way, I love big corporations. I don't say that in a negative way. Giant corporate monolith, uh, Procter and Gamble, who wants to teach you not about any of the products they're making, but I guess that they they think love always wins or something. Watch. I feel guarded. Judgment. Mm. It's fear of rejection. A pause when I'm about to encounter someone new. Hello, this is Joe, my roommate. Airport security, going through customs. With my coworkers, clients. I feel like I have to not touch her, like, in the grocery store. It's nonstop. It changes how I navigate the world sometimes, but I can't change who I am. It makes me feel resentful. They miss out on me at the end of the day. That's the worst part. I would love to have that moment where I don't have to pause. This is Joe. This is my partner of 37 years. Flight, <laughs> openness. Maybe we could just be ourselves. I could just show up as my true self without having to explain who I am. Okay, you dream for this moment and I'm happy for you. By the way, that message brought to you by Procter & Gamble because we were totally thinking about this issue uh, before it was fashionable and it's not just, we're not just throwing ads out there to try to get bonus points with people. Look, you know, you wish for a time where you can just be yourself. You wish for a time where you don't have to, what's the quote? You don't have to explain who you are. Congratulations, it's arrived. You are at that place where you don't have to do that. We know what, no, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the foundational conversation of every moment in our lives to hear about who you may or may not want to sleep with. You can just do what you want to do. You don't have to come tell me about it every day. I don't need the makers of Pampers and Loves and Bounce Dryer Sheets to come tell me that they're okay with gay people. I think it's weird if they're not. They didn't need to come out and tell me that they are suddenly okay with gay people. They don't mind selling their bounty and Charmin, apparently, to gay people. And we're supposed to be like, wow, good job, Procter and Gamble. Um, do they sell uh, Braun, Gillette, Tampax, Head and Shoulders, and Herbal Essences to the T part of the LGBTQQIA2 plus community? I don't know. Will they sell to one Q, Mr. Clean, and the other Q, Oral B? I don't know. I don't need to know. I want the people in the LGBTQQIA2 community to be able to buy any product that they want at any time that they want. Because they, as they're right as a citizen of the United States of America. 
I do not need corporations telling me and constantly trying to wedge themselves into these issues to show approval. It's just unnecessary. And it, it just comes off as so incredibly fake. They're using uh, these, these the struggles that have been really legitimate over time uh, and trying to take advantage of them. You see they're doing the same thing with the BLM movement. Every little social movement is something that these corporations find their way to worm themselves into so that they can sell you more Vicks VapoRub and Prilosec OTC. I mean, it does anyone, does anyone like this? Is there anyone out there who's just like, you know what, I just really appreciate the makers of Pepto-Bismol and Febreze letting me know they approve of my relationship. I just don't think it's possible. By the way, they also make ZZZ Quill, which uh, can put you to sleep, and um, uh, Oil of Olay, which is now apparently only called Olay. I didn't even know that. I am learning something by this monologue. It's just nothing to do with the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. I feel like the LGBTQQIA2 plus community is saying, hey, stop pandering. We'll buy your products if they're good. Okay? You don't need to make your little slow music, uh, wonderful, warm commercials for us. What we want is you to make a good product make it of good value to me, sell it for a good, reasonable price, and we'll buy it. We don't need everything to be based around these conversations of identity, no matter what your identity is. They shouldn't be doing this with, I'm just, we're glad to support white people. That is not something that is necessary. It's not something that's necessary, and I have to feel that this pandering rainbow capitalism is here until they decide they're gonna switch to something else. And that's one of the reasons it's so inauthentic. So anyway, if you wanna buy uh, some, some puffs facial tissues, you can do that, gay or straight. Did you know that the average American has 97 points they could add to their credit score, but no idea how to get them? How could you have any idea to get them? I, I, no one sits here and looks at the algorithms of credit monitoring services and credit bureaus and tries to figure out how they do that. That's not your life. That's not your job. It is the job of the fine people at ScoreMaster. They know how to get you 97 points. They know how to get you 60 points in three weeks or less. They know how to get your credit score higher because they've studied this stuff very closely. Scoremaster uh, is a great company because they know they can show you really easily how many plus points they can score, uh, add to your credit score. And then they can tell you exactly how to do it. We know the basics, right? Okay, you pay a couple bills uh, on time, maybe your score goes up. It's a lot more to it than that. They can help you through this. If you hurry, uh, get to ScoreMaster right now. You can get, try it for free. Uh, ScoreMaster for free. See how many plus points you can add to that credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash stew. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Check it out now. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Joining me once again is the talented and stunning Glenn Beck. His newest special airs tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, immediately after this program. Don't miss it. It's Green New Steel, the great, great reset of energy. Glenn, thanks for coming on the program. Hmm. I didn't have anything else to do. 
It's not exactly the endorsement I was uh, hoping for, but uh, you have this uh, big special <laughs> coming up uh, tonight. It's your last show before vacation, so kind of a big deal. Yes. Uh, you, kind of a big deal. You talk about the great, you've been doing this sort of series, right, with the Great Reset of a bunch of different topics and covering the Great Reset, I think, mm -hmm. more in depth than anybody that I know. Uh, why the great, re great Reset of Energy? Because it's part of the Great Reset. You really are on vacation mode already. <laughs> uh, no, the great reset of, of um, remember I told you, I think a couple of weeks ago, that the, the model is California. Uh, they are modeling the rest of the country on California. That sounds like the worst idea ever. Uh, and when it comes to energy, I mean, man, I just kind of keep awake for this show. Um <laughs> When it comes to green energy, it is a total scam. And we're going to show you how uh, the solar panels, first of all, are not ready for prime time. I'm sitting here in a ranch that is completely off the grid because I'm up in the middle of the mountains. It has taken me hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to have the green energy that I have because I don't have access to power lines. So I can afford to spend the money on green energy. I have uh, solar. I also have uh, wind power. And the problem with that is I still need natural gas or propane uh, or diesel. I need something to give us an extra boost, even though I have, it has taken me 10 years to have this thing stable enough to be able to live up here. This is not ready for prime time by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't care how much subsidy you give to people. It's still going to cost you a fortune and it'll cost you a fortune through taxes to be able to go to solar energy or wind power or any of those other things because it's not ready. Tonight, we're also going to show you how uh, solar panels are the new cotton. It is slaves in China that are making our solar panels. It is extraordinarily disturbing. Mm. Nobody seems to care. You know, it's interesting. Michael uh, Schellenberger, guy we've uh, both had on before, uh, really smart guy, an environmentalist, uh, and has come to the conclusion that the climate Ooh. alarmism is not is not <laughs> not the right thing. But he was just talking about solar panels in the same way, in that. Uh, first of all, the waste is much, much more damaging than they initially projected. And another big oh, thing yeah. about it is all of these projections on solar panels, the, the benefits of them, had them working from th for 30 to 50 years. What they're finding now is that the, the, life, the shelf life is more like 10 to 15. So you're not even uh, getting I've those already, long benefits. I've already replaced one whole system, and I just had the solar people out just the other day, and they're like, Okay, all that stuff on your roof, we're going to have to get it out. It's just too inefficient. It's not, it's, you know, it was good in its day. That was 10 years ago. Mm. That system cost me $100,000 10 years ago. <laughs> what are you, why are you laughing? <laughs> I just, it's just entertaining that Glenn Beck, you know, put all this money into this solar panel thing and you're reaping all of the things you've been talking about <laughs> over the past 10 years. I I'm mean, just telling you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it by choice because I want to live up in the mountains. Okay, so I have no choice, um, uh, and I don't want to be dependent on anyone else. So I have to run my own water. I have to. Everything is run by me on this. People don't understand how delicate it is. We, you know, we finally got our solar power working, and then 
one of our pumps went down uh, on one of the wells and we we were beholden to water. You don't understand how fragile this system is and how much you depend on everything. And if you want to replace everything that has been engineered for the last 100 years, it's going to cost you a fortune. I, I can't tell you how heartbroken I am that you're going through this, man. I mean, this is... <laughs> you're such a jerk. I know. <laughs> There's I just know, something... Why, show? why do you keep booking me on just this show? Just so... Nobody watches this show. I don't even understand it. I just can't help but Host love the fact that Glenn Beck is, 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 is up there just struggling with his green energy. <laughs> <laughs> just replacing it year after year after year. And I, there's just something really well, enjoyable. I finally found, I found something finally that, that was stable. But as I came up this time, uh, they informed me that I need an, an entire new panel of solar panels, new ones. Mm. And I was like, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? And they said, well, I know last year you bought batteries the size of a house do i'm not kidding you six thousand pound battery it's enormous enormous i don't even know how much it cost me like 20 grand it cost me it's going to last about seven to ten years are you kidding me it just shows i mean everything that everything that i'm building right now no normal person with any kind of even good salary could afford this. No one could. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have the government do it. Well, the government can't do it, dummy. That's your money. It's interesting that we're talking about this now because there is this big story going on across the West Coast. I don't know how closely you've followed this. You're obviously out there at some level, but between Washington and Canada, we're seeing all-time high temperatures, record temperatures never before seen yep. in, in history and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, of course, the, the, the left is saying this is proof. This is global warming. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, and the globe has warmed and cooled over and over and over again without mankind dotting uh, a speck uh, uh, in, in the sky. Um, so I don't know what's natural. I don't know what's man-made, but their solution is ridiculous. Ridiculous. We're going to get into the cars. By the way, you eliminate all of the cars. Do you know that the, the, the closing, the COVID, when we closed the entire world, nobody was driving to work. It still wasn't enough. It still wasn't enough. Now, California, you're paying up to three times more than any other state in the United States for uh, electricity. Do you know why? Because you're not updating anything. They're now trying to spread that to uh, Texas. You have they're shutting down in California, the nuclear power plant in four years. That makes 10 percent of all of California's energy. Mm. Where are you going to make up that 10 percent? Where are you going to put those solar panels in windmills? You're going to cut down some of the forest that you won't even you won't even cull. You won't even go in and cut the dead stuff. You think you're going to build wind power and solar panels up there? Where are you going to put it? Most likely in somebody else's state. So you don't have to look at it. And you know what? You're going to continue to have brownouts. You know what I don't have? I don't have brownouts now because I overbuilt my solar panels. Then I have backup solar panels. Then I have wind. Then I have uh, propane. Then I also have diesel. So I've got like five layers of stuff making energy. 
I'm not going to have a brownout. California, you will because you're like, well, we're going to have wind power. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll also get energy from the sun. You're morons. You're just morons. I think maybe you should just go to the propane and, uh, and the diesel and, and skip all the other stuff. Maybe next time. Um, quickly. I would if I if I thought if I thought if this were 25 years ago and I thought that diesel and propane uh, and all of these other uh, efficiencies that have been made in those things, that that would have mattered or will matter. I would be doing that. But I don't think they're going to pursue anything other than wind and solar. You're going to have to have some propane. You're going to have to have some natural gas. It is a fact. You're going to have to have some nuclear power as well, or states will not. You are going to be crippled. And the thing that made America America is that we had cheap energy, uh, just loads of cheap energy, and we didn't have the government interfering with people and telling them what to do and what not to do. We're losing both of those things. Look at the Hoover Dam and you just marvel at that. That's the cleanest energy you can possibly get. It's water falling down into the river. What was already there. OK, it is the most natural, the cleanest energy we have. Do you think Anyone will build another Hoover Dam. Hoover would never have been able to be built in today's world. California won't build dams. They are anti-people. These policies are anti-people and anti-civilization. And by the way, one more thing. On your frickin' electric car, where do you plug that in? <laughs> where are you getting the energy for your electric car? It takes more energy to make and run those cars than it does a gasoline or diesel car. You are at the science shows, and we will show you all the stats tonight. The science shows you are way out of line. You are making much, many more problems with electric cars than you are with diesel or gas. It's basically what are we doing nothing. Oh, nothing on seems... top of it, we get it made by slaves. Mm -mm. Nothing seems to stop this uh, this train, though. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. like I, it, there's a story out uh, that that came out. Uh, Newsbusters pointed it out this week, and it was a story from the New York Times in 1995 about some you know terrible climate catastrophe that was under underway. We've seen a million of these stories, and now we're getting to that point where the stories made in the middle of this era, they're they're expiring. Right? They said in 25 years, which would be 2020, there would be no beaches left on the east coast of America. And they didn't say it was a worst case scenario. They said it was the most likely scenario. And here they are, another just giant catastrophe of a failure of a prediction. And there's no price to pay. This just doesn't stop. Because everybody is in on it. All the big corporate media, the corporations. Do you hear what Exxon did with engine number one? Engine number one is this far left campaign that BlackRock was actually behind, uh, and they wanted to get environmentalists onto the board of directors of Exxon. Well, they've succeeded. They've gotten three new board members on the board of Exxon in just the last few months or last yeah. year. Wait, what are you doing to Exxon? They are hanging themselves. 
Everyone is hanging themselves because they won't speak the truth. I got news. They're going to come and hang all of us eventually. You might as well. You might as well wait for them instead of fashioning the noose yourself. Mm, yep. Uh, might as well speak your mind uh, before we leave, uh, Glenn. Uh, we have a uh, you are going to be in Logan, Utah, I believe, uh, this weekend at a yeah. uh, at a car yeah. show. We have this picture from it's your Instagram of your car. Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, it's. I hate to tell this to you, but it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, this, you're going to be it showing this cool. off, and people can come see it. Yeah, and uh, at the fairgrounds, at the Cache Valley Fairgrounds, there it's a local car show. About 17,000 people show up every year, uh, and uh, everybody's just talking cars, and that's what I'll be doing this weekend with my family. We're going to be out there. Jay Leno actually gave me advice on, on what car to buy and how to buy this car, uh, and it is, it's spectacular. There's only two in the world. Uh, this is the only one in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, it's an old Le Mans race car. Uh, this is what have, would have raced uh, in 1934. In fact, a sister of this car um, set the Le Mans uh, race track record at 120 miles an hour in 1935. Jeez. And I've got to tell you, I've had it up to 70. You are out of control at 70. I can't imagine uh, who would who would have done 120 in this? I will say you gave me a ride in it. First of all, it's amazing, and it, but it has power. It, it doesn't. It, it looks like an old car that would go 14 miles an hour. It has power behind it. Uh, but oh you, yeah, you got to give the the audience a couple of these quirky features it has. Like the shifter is isn't it outside of the car? Yeah, I don't know if you can see it. No, it's on the other side. No, it's on that side. You can see the brake. You have the handbrake on the outside yeah. and the uh, and the transmission. The, the, the shifter is also outside of the car because it's so tight. And you have to have when you're driving at high speeds like this car would have, uh, you have to have two people because the driver is just trying to keep that thing on the road. And you can't even you can't take your eyes off the road. You need somebody to look and say, "Okay, you're doing 65. Uh, And it's it's an amazing thing. I'll I'll have to do a video on it this weekend. Um, But you even have the the co-pilot, if you will, used to be the mechanic so he could fix things on the fly. And uh, and you can adjust the oil uh, flow into the engine and the the supercharger or what's what was known as the blower that's a bentley blower and that's on the outside of the engine it's right on the very front which was is not really ever been done before and only done because uh bentley wo bentley thought that that was cheating and he was like i'm not putting a supercharger on that it's cheating get a bigger engine and they're like dude everybody's going smaller we need a supercharger and what's funny is he refused to do it, so they had to put it into the, onto the front of the car. The drivers had to install it after, uh, and they never won a race with the blower. Never. My, my, my guess is it's not an electric car. Is that accurate? Yeah, and totally, uh, totally green. <laughs> I mean, look at it. So put the picture up again. Mm. It's totally green. Oh, there you go. That's right. It is actually a green car. Uh, <laughs> very clear. And I'm, I'm excited. We're, this is this is good, too, because we can bring this back up and put this directly into the documentary after you go bankrupt and say, how did it all happen? And we can show the picture of the Bentley blower, uh, the <laughs> amazing car. You can go see. Well, I'm actually I'm actually hoping that this will just get me and my family across, 
you know, uh, a border at some point and all conservative <laughs> friends, we can go, can you get me and my conservative friends across the border? I'll give you this. The least you could have done is get a four seater or a station wagon or something because uh, only two <laughs> could fit in there. Uh, Glenn Beck, the specialist. Not a lot of race cars. No, no, that's true. Green New Steel, the great reset of energy airs uh, 9 p.m. Eastern directly following this program. Thanks a bunch, uh, Glenn. Uh, and of course, don't forget to watch uh, Glenn's special and all the content here on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. Promo code is Stu. That's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll save 10 bucks. Glenn, thanks for coming on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So, uh, Bill Cosby getting out of prison. Obviously, you knew that one was coming today, right? Actually, like, this is something we talked about back in the, at the time. Bill Cosby might be the worst guy in the world, and there's a lot of evidence that <laughs> points to the fact that he is. However, we have a system of justice in this country, and Bill Cosby had reached a non-prosecution agreement about this stuff with the state at the time. Um, and they were... They just decided, like, well, a comedian talked about it a lot, and we think he's a really bad guy, and we really want him to go to jail. So what if we ignore that and just go ahead anyway and throw him in prison? His, they tried to argue this at the time. It has not worked in previous courts. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said today, yeah, guys, you, you guys already had an agreement. None of this testimony that, he, that was used to convict him was ever supposed to come out. It was sealed. Uh, you can't just do this. It's just not right. Uh, and as bad as the, the result is here, uh, likely with, with Cosby getting out, there's something to like about the idea that we have a justice system that will even work with the worst people on earth. Um, now, that's not always true, as we pointed out many, many times, but uh, it, is, it did seem to be kind of wrong at the time uh, because of these details, not the overall case. Now, it's wrong for another reason now, because a guy who may have done some really terrible things is is not going to be paying any further price, though he has served already three years on that sentence. A couple of others, I, we're running so late today. A couple other stories I just want to give you. San Jose is going to try to force gun, gun, owners, to, uh, gun owners to cover costs of gun violence after uh, mass shootings. Uh, they're trying to, to, to give all these associated fees that will make gun owners uh, pay for all the, uh, the, the uh, negative effects of this. There's no way this stands up in court. We have a Second Amendment that will eventually shoot it down, um, I believe. National um, a pageant of, um, uh, uh, we've got the Nevada pageant winner to become the first transgender Miss U.S contestant that's going on right now look uh, you know this is just this just happens now right like you know Caitlyn Jenner's got to be person of the year uh, because he's in the right group right so ESPN makes him person of the year now he's in the wrong group he's a Republican running for uh, for governor so now he's persona non grata that's the way this works you, you know uh, it's not a good sign for our society that that we just flippantly go back and forth with all these things but it is reality back in a second all right let's bring in jason buttrell he's the head writer and researcher for all things glenn beck here at blaze media jason how's it going I'm good. Uh, training camp less than 30 days away, mm. so things are looking up. This Happy. is this is you, you're you're back to football this year, I believe, is the uh, the pattern that we're on. Okay, a year. I, the the I football is gay. Football is lesbian <laughs> thing was not enough to send you away for Don't two stop, seasons. Don't stop, Stu. Stop. No, I'm not. I'm tuning all that, that out. No, I'm no. kidding. I won't, I won't do that to you. I want to. This is the thing. I, I have a bunch of friends who who are in the you know I'm going to boycott sports thing. 
And like, I understand why you're doing it. It's not my thing exactly, but I understand why people do it. On the other hand, like, I want to talk to my friends about sports. Yeah. So it's annoying. That's why I want you to watch so I can torture you about how the Cowboys are hopefully like <laughs> 4 and 13 in a 17-game season this year. Okay, um, let's get into important things. Uh, Tucker Carlson, he is on the air, and he definitively says he's being spied on by the NSA, and he has proof. Let's watch the clip here for a second if we can. But it's not just political protesters the government is spying on. Yesterday, we heard from a whistleblower within the U.S. government who reached out to warn us that the NSA, the National Security Agency, is monitoring our electronic communications and is planning to leak them in an attempt to take this show off the air. Now, that's a shocking claim, and ordinarily we'd be skeptical of it. It's illegal for the NSA to spy on American citizens. It's a crime. It's not a third world country. Things like that should not happen in America. But unfortunately, they do happen, and in this case, they did happen. The whistleblower, who is in a position to know, repeated back to us information about a story that we are working on that could have only come directly from my texts and emails. There's no other possible source for that information, period. The NSA captured that information without our knowledge and did it for political reasons. The Biden administration is spying on us. We have confirmed that. <laughs> he couldn't be more clear here. What do you what do you make of this? I, I, I don't th- I mean, it's, it's not a shock at all that something like this might be happening, especially for I mean, this and this administration is basically Obama 2.0. All the same people are back in power there, um, including people like Susan Rice, people like that. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're all still there. Um, they were there and they were a part of, you know, spying on journalists back during their administration. If you don't trust Tucker Carlson now, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I don't know, I don't know enough information uh, as is. Sure. But if you're, if you're looking at that and saying, no way, just ask James Rosen. Seriously, tweet, tweet at him right now and say, hey, is this possible? Just read about him. It happened. Not happened just to, to James Rosen, but they also, under, under, the, under the same time frame, was it like uh, two or three AP journalists actually had tales. They were getting tailed, people following them wherever they go. So this is not out of the realm of possibility at all. And I got to tell you, their response, did you see the NSA's response over Twitter? It seemed very carefully worded. Yes. Your, so Tucker Carlson was not a target, was the biggest thing that clicked off for me. No kidding, because Tucker Carlson is a United States citizen. That's exactly what you would say if you're trying to absolve yourself, because the NSA can't target a United States, United States citizen. Well, who did they target? Who else was on that email chain? Was somebody else on that email chain? A foreign national? Were they? Were they talking about something that might have had something to do with a foreign national? Because then yeah. that follows into what the NSA can go to FISA, go to the court and say, hey, we're following this guy. Yeah, the pushback on this from people on the left who don't like Tucker Carlson are saying the only way they'd be able to see this is if you were in contact with some bad character that they were investigating. Now, of course, that is, you know, a, that's spin, but it could indicate that this is a story about, you know, uh, foreign intelligence of some sort, some some important story that he's following up on. And, and maybe that's how they came incro- across it. Do you buy that at all? No, it's it's total crap. And the, <laughs> the way people spin that yeah. is is exactly how foreign, you know, a civil a civil asset forfeiture can happen to this day. Mm. You could have a, a crazy cousin or whatever, you know, that he every once in a while goes and drinks beer with uh, somebody that's an affiliate with a cartel or something like that. Let's sure. just say that. Just for that mere association, they, they, can, they can do this. They can take all of your crap. They can say, oh, because of this association, we're taking your car, we're taking your house, we're taking everything in your bank account. They can do it. It's blatantly against the Constitution, but they can do it. 
Um, and it's happened to, I mean, with civil asset forfeiture, it's happened thousands of times. And it's like, I think, I, I said this to Glenn on, on radio uh, earlier when we were talking about the Tucker Carlson thing. I think if you would have asked me during the George Bush administration whether Tucker Carlson was telling the truth, I would have said no. Because I just didn't, I mean, I know obviously we do these things from time to time, and, and it's not that to say there's no examples of it. But like after seeing the Edward Snowden stuff and so many others that have come along with it, there's clear, clear issues with our intelligence. They're, they're gathering far more than they're allowed to gather. And all it takes is one rogue employee, even if, even if this is all above board, but there's one rogue employee who wants to go out and ruin the life of Tucker Carlson. They can do it. We saw this with, with Donald Trump's tax returns where, uh, why are they leaked? Why, do, why does yeah. ProPublica have them? Well, they or the New York Times, whoever that was, they have them because some, probably some rogue employee got had access to them and leaked them. And this can happen. Oh, yeah. And I think it goes beyond even a rogue employee. I think this is institutionalized. I think it's an institutionalized cancer at this point. Mm. I think that all of them just believe wholeheartedly in what they're doing. And we know uh, these people are not elected officials. They get in there. They stay there for years. I think they actually believe in the system that they created, that they helped write back during the Patriot Act. I mean, even before then. But I mean, I think it really started spinning out of control, you know, after 2001. Yeah. But why wouldn't they at this point? Because there is absolutely no, you know, they don't have to pay for these for these uh, abuses. And we've seen that from look at the Carter Page, you know, situation. Oh, my gosh. There was an FBI lawyer. And again, part of that entire, I think that good old boy system where they all just, hey, this is the way it works. We're going to keep doing it. An FBI lawyer doctors evidence, yeah. doctors it, basically forges what he wanted, you know, what they wanted it to say so it fit their narrative so they could spy on this man. They needed to spy on him, so they changed something. They sent it through. They knew the FISA court wasn't even going to really look into it. They just have a rubber stamp and do that. Now, what, you know, uh, what did he have to pay for that? He got a slap on the wrist. What, did he get, like, probation or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like a year, right? That's Lost like... his license for a year. Hmm. Oh, are you kidding me? He doctored evidence. Yeah, that should be, you should never be practicing law, obviously. No, again. and you should be in jail. Yeah, that's I, a, that should be a crime. Any I mean, other criminal case, you know, you're looking at something like that, he's in jail right now. I mean, we've seen this around the world in certain, like, medical studies where uh, big, big, uh, you know, things have come out. And later on, they find out that the doctors involved were doctoring, no pun intended, the actual <laughs> evidence to get their outcomes. And, I mean, that should be criminal. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, in a court of law, it's even it goes even further uh, than that. Um, but before we uh, before we let you go, I want to move over to uh, schools. This is a, a situation where we've seen a really frustrating um, amount of attention paid really at the behest of the teachers unions to keeping schools closed throughout the pandemic when it was it. Most evidence uh, indicates the you know the the risk is really low to open up these schools and the benefits obviously for kids to go to school. There's a reason why we make them go right. There's supposed to be benefits there. Uh, it's been frustrating to watch the media and the teachers unions try to cover the their tracks here though. Oh my! Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I I've had many a conversation with other conservative friends of mine that have argued for you know actually argued for teachers you know not teachers unions but unions in general. Right. Like I think they should be allowed to do it under the Constitution, mm -hmm. but don't mistake me, all unions are from the devil. <laughs> Straight up, they all are. They care nothing about the people that they supposedly you know mm -hmm. represent. They just care about amassing power. 
Um, and I saw a tweet from, I think it was the president of one of the largest unions in the country, if, if not the largest. Yeah. AFT, American mm -hmm. Federation of Teachers. Actually trying to say, hey, we've been trying to get schools open since April of last year. What a load of crap. I mean, they think that we don't have receipts on this. Like, we can't Google. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I tweeted back uh, when, when he did that of a... Um, you know, a, a very finely worded expletive and also a New York Post story <laughs> mm -hmm. that showed that they were colluding with the CDC to keep schools closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you deny it at this point? And it, it, absolutely tragic what they did to their kids. I have a personal story on this. My daughter was a senior in high school. Um, what was that uh, that year? What was that, two years ago? Yeah, or? 2020, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So um, she was a senior in high school. She was set to graduate basically in May or June uh, 2020. Yes. And so all of their, especially our school is really cool. They do all these special events, you know, for the seniors. Mm -hmm. They did like one event at the very beginning. They had their spring break, never went back. Yep. No prom. They didn't even think they were getting a graduation. In fact, when I told them, because I was getting emails from the school board, that they were looking into still having an in-person uh, graduation, they had completely given up. They didn't, at that point, they didn't care. Uh, they didn't even care to go outside. They didn't even care to see the people that they were going to graduate with. That's how depressed they were. It over blew it. up their entire school appearance. Their entire uh, school year. Experience. Yeah, it was just... I, and it's one thing if you're in fifth grade, right, and you and you miss out on a little bit of school. It's another thing when you're it's your senior year. This is this is the year you're going to be celebrating really yeah. the end of, of of your schooling and going to college and all all those high school friends you might not see as much anymore. I mean, it's a big year. Yeah, and you know even the younger kids like so so my son he's also in high school. He's going to be a sophomore next year, but. We talk about like what this has done to, to workplaces. Like right now, even here, we struggle with, you know, now that we are reopening, do we just get rid of all the systems that we built? You know, like when will it be fully yeah, integrated? I mean, no one seems to be able half to figure this out. No one can figure this out. Um, but kids are the same way. Like my son now doesn't even go outside. Why? Because all of them said, okay, since we can't hang out on the weekends together, now they just meet in like chat rooms or like they play Xbox and they yeah. meet, talk, they talk there. I'm like, hey, are you going to go out this weekend? You know, what are you going to do? It's like, well, we are, we are getting together, you know, every, every night we get on Xbox. Are you kidding me? They, they've conditioned this into kids. So now they don't even think they should, they, they even have to go out. They just sit in the rooms getting pale and skinny and, or fat in some cases. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's sad. Be, we definitely do not understand yet what the ramifications of this past 18 months are. And again, like, it was really bad, right? A lot of people died. It was, it was really rough. But there are secondhand uh, circumstances and effects of all of these actions, and we're going to be paying for them for a long time. They're not going to be positive, I yeah. don't think. Some of them might be positive. Like, some of the people who work here that don't come in anymore, it's great. I'm glad I don't have to see them at all. <laughs> but there could be some negatives, too. Uh, Jason Buttrell, head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck. The big special is tonight. Uh, it looks really It looks going to be a great one. Uh, make sure to check it out right after this program. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. Promo code is Stu. Jason, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So apparently in New York, there is a new statue of Elon Musk. Obviously. Do we have a picture of it? Here it is. Uh, Elon Musk statue. I mean, they had a, they did have a uh, statue of Stalin uh, downtown. So it's better. We're improving. I think we're going in the right direction here, though. I don't know that Elon Musk needs a statue. It, it appears to be a a blatant, uh, you know, 
uh, hope, a, a prayer to Elon to give him some Dogecoin or something. I don't know. But um, a lot of people were pissed off about it. If you're pissed off about it, though, think about it. Elon's like one of the richest people in the world. He might have a giant space laser pointed at you, so you may not want to tweet negative things about him. That's all I'm saying. By the way, a uh, new T-shirt is out in the store. Wokenessisweakness.com. You want to show everyone you're not so woke. There's a great way to do it. See you tomorrow.